This is Away Message. I'm Jeremy Markovich. So this week, we were originally going to take you to the Great Dismal Swamp, and we still are, but we're just going to do that next week, because this week, some people are dealing with something that they really did not expect. The people in the Outer Banks are resilient. So you know something has gone wrong when the governor shows up and talks about resilience. And even when a tough nor'easter or a tough storm comes, they're up and back and running as quick as anybody you would ever see. But this is a little bit different in that this is a man-made accident that has occurred here, and it's a different situation. Here's what he's talking about. Right now, a construction company is building a new bridge to replace the Bonner Bridge on the Outer Banks. Now, that is the bridge that connects the northern part of the banks, Kildovel Hills, Nagshead, Duck, Kerala, to the southern part, like Hatteras Island, Rodanthe, Buxton, and Ocracoke Island. So, early on Thursday morning... Construction workers building the Bonner Bridge drove a steel casing into an electric transmission cable. And the result? Ocracoke is being evacuated as we speak due to a power outage. How big of a news story is this on the Outer Banks? Uh, I would put it on the level of a Cat 5 hurricane, honestly. Uh, that's how big this has become. That is Sam Walker, the news director for Max Radio and a staff writer for OuterBanksVoice.com. Obviously, the weather is better, but how is this incident different than losing power during a hurricane? 4.30 in the morning, the power goes out. Okay, power's out. They're searching for it. And then, you know, it finally came out about uh, 10 o'clock that this is going to be a long-term problem. And then you throw into the mix. Ocracoke has a three-megawatt generator that pretty much can power that island for days on end. And just 10 minutes after that generator comes on, it dies, completely eats itself. When that happened, the severity of this outage became uh, real. And everyone's like, okay, now we're dealing with something very serious. How many people had to be evacuated? Well, the estimates were it was between 50 and 60,000. It looks like it was a little bit less than that. That mandatory evacuation is still in place, which means tourists cannot be on the islands, clearly. What's interesting about this crisis is generally when we have mandatory evacuations and we're stuck here, it's generally because of weather. You know, we have a we have a hurricane uh, or severe, strong tropical storm. That is Peter Vankovich, a volunteer firefighter who's also the publisher of the Ocracoke Observer. And he says at this moment, a lot of places on Hatteras and Ocracoke Island are running on generators. This is the sound of the two backup generators that are just within about uh, 40 feet from me. Now, when it's just the people who live there year-round, they don't need a lot of power, or they know that they might need to ration it. Maybe that means no air conditioning or no hot water heating. If you're a visitor, you don't have a clue about that. And, you know, so people would tend to use, uh, you know, use more electric than we can uh, permit. And that was the reason for this mandatory evacuation. Which means if you don't live there, you can't get there. And that right now includes Peter's son. My boy was, uh, who went to school here for three years, his birthday was August 2nd. He's out of college and a new job. And he was coming here. He only he missed last summer, so it's first time in two years. And he couldn't get on the island. And he was absolutely devastated. We're devastated. We're going to have a little birthday party for his friends down here. 
So this podcast is all about going to remote places, and the Outer Banks have always been fairly remote, but over the years, they've gotten more accessible. There is Highway 12, there are homes and restaurants and hotels, and they have become a destination, home to thousands of people and visited by thousands more. And maybe you don't realize just how remote they really are until somebody cuts the only power line to Hatteras and Ocracoke, and everybody who doesn't live there has to leave. Someone had made a comment that it's like a zombie apocalypse hits those two islands. This morning my dad was like, it's like a bunch of like zombies walking around the island because like no one wants to be inside. Well, no, not really. It's just like it was 50 years ago. We just don't have houses that were with porches and windows that really do a good job of moving air through when the power's out. They're sealed up and they don't have a lot of windows. But essentially what we've done is we've taken a step back in time on these two islands with almost nobody here. Uh, and, uh, you know, and everybody kind of fending for themselves, just like uh, Outer Bankers have for centuries. Hello? Hi, is this Leslie? Yes, it is. How's your day going? Good. Doing all right. What have you been up to? I've been out watching soccer, and one game just got over, so now we're going back here in just a few minutes to watch the final game that my son's in the, you know, the end, the last game, championship game. The tournament's not canceled. No, this is all island people. So, since I can't get there, I wanted a first-hand account. So I called up Leslie Lanier. And I own an independent bookstore, Books to be Read, on Oak Island. And what's up at that bookstore today? It is sitting dark and empty. Nothing. Does this feel like the off-season? It feels like we're in November. Um, you know, it's fabulously beautiful weather, uh, and there's no one here. And uh, so, yes, yesterday I was at home for the first time in weeks on a Sunday afternoon, and I was expecting to see football. I really thought football would be on in my mind, you know, um, because I'm usually working on Sunday. So most there's a lot of things that are closed. Like what what else should you be seeing right now that you're not seeing? The beaches are empty. I should be able to go to the beach and see a lot of people there, um, surfing, fishing, swimming. I should be seeing every restaurant full lines to get into the restaurants. I am hoping that my Bookstore is full, people asking for book suggestions and gift suggestions. None of that is happening. Um, The streets are empty, the beaches are empty, and the weather is perfect. It's perfect beach time. That feels like it's something out of a novel, actually. Like, it's the setup for a a sci-fi story or something. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) It is, isn't it? I thought of it. Yes, it is. So what, what happens when there's a crisis? Kind of what, what changes from your day-to-day sort of normal life to crisis mode when you're on an island like that? Well, one of the funny things about this one is that it is beautiful. We're used to this when there's a hurricane. And so what you're having to do is um, clean up from a hurricane. Water, you know, clean up where it's uh, flooded. So you're working so hard to clean up, you don't have time to worry about the fact that your shop is not open or your restaurant is not open. This, on the other hand, 
is is not like that because it's just too pretty. Nothing happened. There was no storm. There was no warning. We just at 4:30 a.m. on Thursday were without electricity, and could not even turn on a television to watch the news until sometime Saturday. There's nothing wrong except the electricity doesn't work, and 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 now we have electricity. So we, I mean, we're on a generator. We've got generators here, so we're on generated electricity, and everything's going well except you can't work, and you just see, and you can't make up that money. We can't. We're going to be out of work a week and a half to ten days at the minimum, and that money cannot be made up next week. It's just money gone. Yeah. I would imagine that there's not a whole lot of moments you totally forget that you're on an island, but right now it has to feel like you're really just kind of <laughs> out know, there by you yourself. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, the good news is right now we can leave. Some, after a hurricane, the ferries don't necessarily run. Right now the ferries are running. If I wanted to leave the island, I can leave the island. Um, I have to have special paperwork to be able to come back to the island, which I have, so that's not a problem. Um, but you're right. Yeah, we're out here by ourselves right now, and th- that's okay. Do you feel like Ocracoke is a remote place? Um, uh, yes, <laughs> but that's what I love about it. We're about what, 25 miles off the coast, um, and you have to take a ferry to get here. And we love that. If we live here, if we live here year round, that's what we like. And and that part's fine. We don't mind being remote. We we want people to find us that want to be here and that want to enjoy the beauty of the island that we have. We're not Myrtle Beach, and that's quite okay. We do not want to be Myrtle Beach. They've got that covered. So you see it as remote. But do you think because people can get there by ferry, you have electricity and water and that sort of thing, um, mm-hmm. that people don't really see it as remote until something like this happens? Um, yeah. You know, I think that's one of the kind of funny things is that they do think we're remote. They know they have to take that ferry and it can be quite a ride. But these days they expect us to have everything, every amenity that they have at home, whether it be Internet or um, or the, a, a complete huge array of beer selection or wine selection um, or book selection. I'm a bookseller, you know, and I think I have a great bookstore, but I'm not a huge bookstore and so there's going to be times that I don't have that book that you saw on the shelf at your bookstore at home you know and and um we do the best we can and we love what we do but sometimes people expect more than we can offer mhm so now i guess what's what's next so you have the soccer tournament and mm-hmm. and then we do and then and then then what are you going to do? Like, are you trying to make the best of it? Are you trying to get some stuff done? Are you, how are you feeling? Cause it just, it just sounds like this is like a, such a surreal experience for you and everybody else right now. Right. It is surreal. We, we expect, yes, we really expect to be working. I would say that the majority of Alan is making the most of the time we have right now. We are enjoying 
we're a forced enjoyment, a forced vacation right now. And, and sometimes that's what we all need. As of Wednesday morning, the power company is still working to permanently fix the electrical line that feeds Hatteras and Ocracoke, which means it could be one more week before visitors can return. I think I'll go and work construction So I can see something from nothing Then I lay these bricks on down on what's left of me Away Message is produced, written, and edited by me, Jeremy Markovich. Our digital manager is Andy Busom. Our music coordinator is Rosalie Catanoso. And our editor-in-chief is Elizabeth Hudson. Our theme song is by The Collection. And our closing music this week is by Time Sawyer, a great band from right here in North Carolina. Special thanks to Tyler Dukes and WRAL-TV, as well as to Louise Flynn. This podcast is a production of Our State Magazine, celebrating North Carolina for more than 80 years. If you would like to subscribe and get the magazine directly delivered to your door, and you want to just maybe test us out, you can get three issues for just $5. Go ahead and go to ourstate.com, click on the subscribe tab, and go over to trial subscription. If you subscribe to this podcast and want to help us out, give us a good rating or leave us a review. It really helps people find the show. We will get back on track next week, next Thursday, with another trip to another remote spot right here in North Carolina. We'll see you then.